0: The Danish term, Hygge, refers to coziness and conviviality that engender feelings of contentment or well-being. There is much that is universal about this cluster of emotions and much that can be healing and relaxing. By paying attention, centering awareness, physically relaxing, accepting pain and distress, one may be able to find spiritual resources. It may well be that our teachers, poets, guides, and mentors have the most to say and teach about the lessons of pain and grief, but also the life-saving presence of what we all find beloved. The poet Gregory Orr suffered through his father's alcoholism and his own guilt and grief about his accidental fatal shooting of his younger brother in a hunting accident. His writing took a powerful spiritual turn when he wrote a poetry collection entitled Concerning the Book that is the Body of the Beloved, with follow-up collections in a similar vein. Early in the Book of Poetry, he writes of opening the Book of the Beloved. When I open the book, I hear the poets whisper and weep, laugh and lament. In a thousand languages, they say the same thing. We lived. The secret of life is love, which casts its wing over all suffering, which takes in its arms the hurt child, which rises green from the fallen seed. Each of us has our connections with the beloved, the family, the friends, the pets, the sacred lake, the poem or song or story that encourages and absorbs us the special warmth of calm connection and harmonious thoughts, lyrics and poetry that stay connected via invisible hugs and dances, finding what is timeless and treasured just when we need it. Practicing being grounded by sight, by feeling, by hearing, by smelling, by tasting. All these may comfort, may create the memories that may perhaps be timeless and held closest the longest. Campfires and fireplaces and pine trees and wind and waves. Perhaps using some relaxation skills will release the bondage of the moment and allow one to feel better the gift of deeper relaxation. So now, please take two deep breaths held in for a few seconds while you sit upright with closed eyes. Now curl your fingers, both hands, to touch palms in a gentle fist. Hold that and then release it and then repeat only half as strongly clenching that fist and then relax it and then clench your fists again. But again, now only half as hard as the last time, barely tightening them and then releasing completely that energy in your hands. Now, shrugging your shoulders in the same fashion rise them up, maybe an inch or two, hold it, let it go. Then half as much, hold it, let it go. Then just half as much, notice that small but evident effort and then let it go. Now gently draw your teeth together and wrinkle your forehead. Now release it and then do it just half as strongly. Release it. Now do it just half as strongly. Notice that you can still perceive that gentle clenching of your teeth, a gentle wrinkling of your forehead. Now let it go. Again, please take two deep breaths and a stretch to complete. Then imagine briefly and vividly a favorite place in nature or family and go there in your your mind and your senses. Poet Gregory Orr has found poetry to be the repository of all that is valuable and beloved along with the songs of sorrow and departure. Poetry and song and worship have likely been with us people and tribes for thousands of years and likely thousands more. As I learned of what he had been through, I appreciate his poetry and how it moves toward healing and release, as it looks for the movements and dances of harmony and survival in a world sometimes welcoming, but also balanced between joy and pain. One of his most personal poems reaches me the most. Now the snow is falling even more than an hour ago. The pine in the backyard bows with the weight of it. Two years ago, my father died. What love we had hidden under misery weighed down with years of silence. And now maybe the poem can release us. Maybe the poem can express the love and let the rest slide to earth as the snow does now, freeing the tree of its burden. And may you lift your limbs ever higher in this season of stars, wind, and celebration. May you be released of your burden and find the presence of loving silence and long peaceful nights that will yield to spring via coziness and community. May it be so.
1: In my family, the late November and December holidays not only include the chaos of Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year with a five-year-old and a two-year-old, they also include three birthdays, my own, my husband's, and my older son's. And so after all of that hubbub, I am ready for a break. I adore putting up all the holiday decorations at the end of November and then come January I adore taking them all back down. The world that I create for myself in January, as much as I am able, feels like the world after a heavy snow, crisp and clean and muffled quiet. Not so filled with noise and celebration as the month before. This Scandinavian concept of hygge is one that I can embrace. The idea embodies the three C's of coziness, comfort, and community. And when the world feels stressful, exhausting, cold, and harsh, those three C's are exactly what we need. I loved the video that we saw earlier because it touches on the fact that Huga is not that healthy. This is not a self help strategy or what popular culture likes to call self care. The problem with self care, and Huga acknowledges this, is that it can be temporarily helpful and enjoyable, but it doesn't address the root causes of societal and collective. Harm. Sure, it's easier to relish candlelight, warm drinks, and delicious food when your country has universal health care and other social safety nets. So I don't want the takeaway from today's service to be soft blankets and warm drinks can solve all of our issues. That's certainly not the case. But soft blankets and warm drinks and friends and company, and other elements of Huga can provide moments of comfort and grounding and spiritual space for calm and self-reflection. In late November, we heard a service by the Reverend Denise Cauley on what she calls pathetic spiritual practice. This is, in her conception, engaging in spiritual practices that don't have to be perfect. They can be pathetic. They don't have to take a ton of time, they just need to be done and done with intention and repetition in order to gain the benefit of a spiritual practice. The practices that I think of when I think of coziness are those that involve mindfulness or awareness of the present moment. Stress, especially trauma, can pull our awareness to the past in a form of rumination or to the future in a form of anxiety. And our society has been experiencing what scientists call a collective trauma through the pandemic of the last almost two years. It's important that we focus ourselves over and over, even in small moments throughout the day, on the present moment, right now, to the life that we have, Rather than the one from yesterday or tomorrow. If you have your cozy accoutrements, I encourage you to join me in a grounding practice that is often used in trauma work, but it can be helpful for anyone who needs a moment of mindfulness. It's called the 5 4 3 2 1 practice. It utilizes all of our senses. So we're going to focus on and name first. Five things that we can see, then four things that we can feel, three things we can hear, two things we can smell, and finally one thing we can taste. So join me. Please follow along. I'll do it out loud as a model, but then I will allow some space and time for you to do it in your own space with whatever it is that you perceive. Five things I can see tree outside the window, chair, my chalice, table, the computer. Now you try. Now, four things I can feel. My warm cup. The scratchy pine cone. My blanket. And my hair. You try. Now, three things we can hear. I hear the fire. The clock ticking. And this wrapper on this chocolate is crinkly. Your turn. Now, two things I can smell. The dryer sheets that you were used for this blanket. And this chocolate. Mm, smells good. And finally, one thing that I can taste. My tea. Noticing each of these things and allowing ourselves to know that we're noticing them is the key to making it a spiritual practice. This simple practice not only brings us back to the present moment, but it can also heighten our gratitude for what we have our bodies, our senses, and our surroundings, be it clothing, or a blanket, or a fire, some cocoa, or something else. As we settle into the new year, 2022, may your own spiritual practices help to ground and comfort you. May it be so. And amen.